the people who made this rule probably have never worked out a day in their entire <laughs> this existence. Boy, if that ain't the Olympic Committee to a TC Colt. All right, all right. Welcome to episode 36. And the Olympics are completely underway. There's so many things going on. But speaking of the Olympics, I got a chance to join Bob Costas on Back on the Record, a new show that's out on HBO. And if you guys don't know, Bob Costas has covered the Olympics for over four decades. Yes, I said that correctly. Over four decades, he's covered multiple, multiple Olympics. Now he's back on the record. And during that segment, it was interesting because the people on the show, his pilot episode was Charles Barkley, none other than Chuck Chuck. And then we had David Cohen, Bomani Jones. And there's so many different angles that's going on with the Olympics. We know there's so much going on when it comes to the Olympics. There's the viewership. There's the team sports. There's the what are the best sports out there. So Got a chance to talk to Bob about all those things and about where sports is heading. There was a lot of talk about Simone Biles and what's going on with her situation. We now know that she will participate in her last routine, so that's exciting. We're recording this on Monday, so everyone understands. She's going to perform on Tuesday, so we won't be talking in specifics, but we got a lot to talk about, so let me bring in our two-lit crew. We got my mom, which is my snookabooka. We have my sister, which is Nicole Young. We have my VP, Paul Green. What's the heavy hitter in the Olympics? There's some people that say track and field is the heavy hitter. There's some that say swimming. What do y'all think is the heavy hitter of the Olympics? Let's start with you, Snickabooka. I've always loved track and field. We've watched that just like if it was a boxing match or the championship game. Track and field has always been so because it's quick and you get to really see the heart of the runners. And and as I said, we're always in search of the gold in the uh, track and field events. Track and field is mine too, but I find myself watching different things that I never would have watched before. So I like swimming. I <laughs> wouldn't watch it on a regular day. Like if they had some swim meets on a Saturday, you know, in the fall or whatever, I wouldn't stop and watch swimming. But so d- true. Yeah. So, so during the Olympics, for some reason, it's the most fascinating thing that you could ever see, especially since now the way they have the graphics going, they have the water, the line, you could actually exactly. see in real time. So they've made it so appealing to watch, but that's one of the ones that's a heavy hitter for me. And I don't even watch, you know, <laughs> swimming, like I swimming is just not something I'm interested in, but I've been watching it like every, like every second, like, oh my goodness, you know? <laughs> so this particular time, that one, has been the one that's been huge for me also because swim has had less drama. So it's, it's been like, <laughs> it's going to be what it's going to be. And um, so I've been watching a lot of swimming. Yeah. I would say uh, all the individual sports because the team sports, like it doesn't matter and mean some so, but to the individuals, it's like they're, it's their pinnacle. So, um, so like the team sports, like for example, like the, the men's basketball team and the women's basketball, they win the gold, but that doesn't, I mean, it means something, but like, do people talk about that a lot? So they talk about if they won the championship right. in their leagues. That's true. That's true. So that's a good point, VP, because that's what a lot of people were saying. You know, a lot of people were even, you know, Jason Concepcion, he's the host of Take Line alongside myself. And he was just saying, if you have an event that's bigger than the actual Olympics, i.e. a Super Bowl, an NBA championship, even with soccer, you know, they have huge events. And so he's saying if your event for your sport is bigger than the Olympics, then maybe 
Well, he says that you probably shouldn't even be at the Olympics, but maybe that's the point, like to what Paul's saying. The women's team haven't lost in a long time, people, years on years on decades. Let me not say years. Let me say decades on decades so since the women have lost gold. Um, we know the men, they had Operation Gold. You know, the dream team was formed. We, we know all of that backstory, but it is interesting. Something else that's interesting is the medal count. Today is Monday the 2nd, August 2nd. What's the medal count looking like? U.S. actually has the most total, which is 64. Um, China has the most gold, which is 29. And U.S. has 22. And Japan has 17. I think the medal count is interesting because total medal counts, U.S., yeah, we're killing it. But as far as gold, Operation Gold, China has 29. We have 22. Japan has 17. Does the medal count matter? Well, it does matter because we've had a lot of drama. It's a lot of people who could have took home some goals that didn't even get to compete. So I think that that's probably the difference in the gold as far as those numbers. You're looking at seven. We I could probably name right now probably about five that we most likely would have had gold in that we just did not even have someone who competed. So I want to say that that's a part of the gold difference and, and to cole's point we have shakari richardson who we know could have competed in jamaica swept the first set gold silver yes, bronze yes. swept 100 meters but even uh, on to the side of that we've had multiple athletes test positive for covid that have literally just had to just opt out and not continue yeah covid is actually the elephant in the room you know you have a lot of uh stress competing and you know as an athlete yourself how you get ready for competition and all of that you're worried about your opponents and how good they are whatever and then to have on top of all of that a layer of i have to protect myself from covid am i going to pick up covid and not even know i have it am i asymptomatic so you know that really has to play a part in how you perform covid is definitely the elephant in the room there's been a lot of things talked about when it comes to performance. There's no fans. We know that there's no fans in the building. So when you think of the Olympics, there is usually thousands of thousands of people cheering them on, giving them momentum, giving them energy. That's not there. Liz Cambage cited that as one of the reasons why she didn't feel comfortable going to the Olympics. Um, there's also the idea of when you have pressure as an athlete, we saw this happen in the bubble and in the wobble. When you're trying to perform like Snook's talking about at that highest level, you love to have your comfort zone there. And if you can't be home in your comfort zone, your comfort zone is the people, you know, your family, your friends around you. Well, we know that that's not the case because the Olympics doesn't have fans. So now when we talk about viewership and VP, where's the viewership at as opposed to last year? What are the viewership numbers? Yeah, so right now it's down 42% from, you know, the 2016 Olympics. Advertisers paid 1.25 million for a 30 second spot. So now, you know, they're reevaluating that. So it doesn't look as good as it used to. <laughs> yeah. So, so here's the yeah, thing boy. advertisers are paying less, viewership is down 42%. Of course, NBC has came out with a statement saying why viewership is down. One of the reasons that they said is the time difference. And there's a lot of things wrong with the Olympics and finding what to watch. I don't think that they're putting the schedule out fast enough. Like, I've missed races that I did not want to miss and I was actively watching the Olympics, but they were on another channel. So I've been caught in that tornado of trying to figure out when, where, and who, but there is something that you can attest to. Some of this stuff is starting at 4 a.m. because the time difference. What can the Olympics do? 42% is dramatic. We know that, and we know the time difference is different, but what can the Olympics do to fix it? 
I mean, honestly, like I, when I was watching a lot of the things I were watching, it was literally like the highlights. At four in the morning, is nothing you can do. There's nothing you can do but try to rerun it. I mean, that's all they can yeah. do is try to be on a rerun schedule. And then again, like you said, that runs into stuff that's already currently running. Or and do you want to watch sports on delay? Do- like I wake up and check Twitter. So if they rerun a game that started at 4 a.m., I don't have that same energy Drive. for it. Yeah. To your point, you're right. You, after you've seen the end result, do you really want to see it? The only, like mom said, the only one I'll go back and rewatch is usually track and field because even if you know the person won, you just got to see it. It's just one of those things. Yeah. Like, now I'll rewatch a 100 meter easily. If that, that's why I said with swimming, I will go back and rewatch it because even though I know they won, I still kind of want to see it. But when it comes to team sports, that's a no go. If they won, they won. Good luck with it. I'm glad they got the medal, but I won't yeah. go back and watch what, a team. What, no, what it's true. Me, what hurts me is how this impacts our athletes who are actually over there, blood, sweat, and tearing in them competing. Because if the uh, advertisers and the sponsors are withdrawing their ads, the little 30 second ads for the networks or whatever, you know, our athletes are nowhere near compensated what they are overseas for, for wins. So if they're taking back from the advertisement part of it, and we don't know, we don't see these little clips or whatever of who's won gold, silver, whatever, when they return to the U.S., they have no way of capitalizing on what they did there. It's kind of just like, oh, well, you did it. You know, it's done. You might have a goal. We don't know what golds are worth. But over here in this country, we do not compensate our athletes to go over and win those games and win those events. I'm so glad you brought that up, Snookabooka, because there's a name that, advertisers marketers should be flocking to her name is raven saunders she runs silver in the shot put and when i tell you this woman like she's unbelievable she did this on the podium so she put up the x on the podium and they asked her why and she said because i'm that intersection i'm the intersection of the lgbtq community as well as an athlete and all these different things but not just for her being an activist and and taking a, a stand on the stand But man, her personality pops off the screen. She was, at a certain point, I definitely saw her twerking. So y'all better open the tip jar. She better open her tip jar on social media because I saw her twerking up there. I saw her dancing. I saw her flipping her hair metaphorically. I mean, I just saw so much personality bursting out of there. But VP, can you just give us some of those numbers of what other countries do for their Olympians and their medalists, and then what do we do for ours? <laughs> yeah, so the U.S. gives thirty-seven thousand five hundred for gold, twenty-two thousand five hundred for silver, and fifteen thousand for bronze. Obviously, there's a lot of countries that give a lot, and but there's a, like Canada gives less, so Australia gives less. So and so, so uh, give me some of the top hitters. There was yeah. a, a Filipino Olympian. Her last name is Diaz, and what did she get for being the first person? <laughs> To win a gold for her country. Yeah, the Philippines uh, gets 200000 So she got from the government and local people. They actually, I think they gave her a house and a condo and like 600 oh, wow. some thousand dollars. Okay, so, they, so I just realized something. So VP's telling me what the government gives them. So yeah. VP said the government gives them 200000 yes. Is that right? And so then on top of the 200000 that the government will give you, Cole is saying that the citizens of the country, they put their coins together and they're giving her six hundred and sixty six thousand dollars. They also got her a house. 
They said, hey, girl, let me give you a condo just in case you need a train in the city. I made up the train in the city part, but it's lit. That probably they the truth, her- though. That's probably, <laughs> they- close. That's probably well, close. Then you look at, too, you know, usually as <laughs> soon as this Olympics ends, the people who are going for 2024 in Paris are going to start. Now, you know, the government is not giving them a salary like, you know, some countries like when I first got involved with watching gymnastics so much, we knew that the the, the Russian countries, they actually, if you're good, they take you from your parents and they take you and they train you and school you and all of that so here in america we don't quite go that far but you know if you give someone thirty-seven thousand five hundred for winning the gold well they don't live for four years on probably air nothing they haven't had a job they haven't had anything and so they're living like poppers actually if you want to be for real trying to you know excel in their sport and that 37.5 you know they might owe people 100% get to this point so that's absolutely a drop in the bucket if you ask me on a positive note it's it's (laughs) tax-free that's on a very positive (laughs) note that's that free free money no uncle sam no nothing yeah but you like you said if you break up 37,000 over four years you're less than 10,000 a year. That's why a lot of these Olympians have to have a lot of family support. You even talk about the gymnast. You heard how they had to go live with other people and people had to sponsor them and couldn't stay with their family because their trainer lived in, let's say, Colorado, but they were from, let's say, Texas. So they had to have sponsors to live because you can't you can't afford to stay any place affordable, have a rent, have a utility bill. Like I exactly. said, they need to we need to come up off some money. If other countries and, and can you do know it, we what? can do it, too. <laughs> and you know what? That makes me think of to Jason's point, to VP's point. Team sports like basketball, we have a championship every year. We have a season every year where we can make money, where we can support ourselves. But when it comes to some of these sports, i.e. swimming, track and field, there's not necessarily a season that they have. I don't know about swimming, so let me not speak on swimming. Yeah, No, they still make money because the World Games, they have to qualify for all the Olympics and things like that. Yeah, but that's what we're saying. So every year I have a, like, you know, when we look at these NBA contracts or these WNBA contracts, you sign a three-year, $220 million contract or a three-year $600,000 contract you sign for multiple years every year. So even if, and we still, and on top of that, we still get to play in those world games that you're referring to VP. We still get to play in the Olympics where we can still make that money. So we have in with the WNBA, we still go overseas and have a whole nother season every single year. Their opportunity for money making in certain sports is very small. I mean, there's an MMA fighter. Her name is Cheyenne buys. And so She broke down on the podium because she was receiving a $50,000 bonus for a fight that she won. And she talked about that's going to change her life. You know, she talked about basically that they've been struggling. Her and her husband and her family have been struggling. And when she won that fight, that $50,000 bonus, which isn't tax free, is going to change her life dramatically. So just to put it into perspective of what these athletes are dealing with, imagine waking up every day, training for nine hours, eating discipline, being very, very vigilant in your everyday life and barely having enough money to eat, survive. I'm not saying all of the Olympians are living like, but that's a reality for some of these Olympians, which is why there's so much pressure on this one event.
Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Track and field, we all talked about that's one of the biggest heavy hitters. How do we feel about the disqualification rule? Now, we already told you the backstory of four years of blood, sweat, and tears. You false start one time for track and field. You're gone. You're done. You don't get to compete. It's absolutely ridiculous. I ran track. (laughs) I I ran track (laughs) for years. And you could go through five track meets and never false start. And then you go through one. Sometimes it doesn't even. It doesn't. (laughs) Yeah, but sometimes it's it's not even nerves. Sometimes it's literally your foot could slip. And you're disqualified. So for four years, Done. I haven't gotten any money. I've been training. I've been disciplined, which you talking about a New Year's resolution. Can you imagine going four years doing the same thing every single day within the same parameters, performing at the same or even increasing your speed? And then one moment in one moment for those four years is gone. I think it's absolutely ridiculous. I think now I'm not saying that they, there should not be a false start rule. I'm just saying to false start the first time is absolute. I mean, just to disqualify them at the first time is absolutely ridiculous. It's just, it's not fair. And it's, it's very, very, to me, it's very ignorant. It's very ignorant as an ignorant rule, but. Well, you know, it's, it's tough because we talked about it. Sometimes the Olympics are the only shot for some of these athletes. I mean, when you look at a Christina Clemens, who I don't know if you guys remember, but she's the one that wore the Dorito earrings in her trials because these athletes are trying to attract sponsors they're trying to attract different type of buyers advertisers because they know that here, here's my shot the olympics who can i get attached to me for those olympics so that i can now use the olympics to propel me to have those spots on tv like we see at allison felix on tv shouts to shikari richardson because i'm so happy i get to see her on my tv screen all the time regardless that she's not at the olympics or not but think about that christina clemens type who she got the Doritos, Cool Ranch deals, signed, sealed, delivered. What if she false started? Okay, the other side of that rule is that you are under so much pressure. And how does that affect breaking a world record because you're holding back because you just know you cannot jump the gun or whatever? So that might keep you from breaking a world record because you're going to hold that first, you know, if you do it once, it's over. And so you hold back just that. And, and most of those races and things, especially in track, that second can mean you broke second. the record. Millisecond. That millisecond can mean you broke the record or you did not break (laughs) the record. So it will make you a little bit looser if you know, well, if I do it this time, I do have another alternative. So that might make you a little bit looser and be able to get out of the blocks a little bit better. But if you're scared of that that rule, that one and done rule, then you're going to hold back just a little just to make sure that I don't jump that gun. And I venture to say that the people who made this rule probably have never worked out a day in their entire <laughs> this, existence. Boy, if that ain't the Olympic committee to a TC, Cole, I'm I telling mean, you now. They had to. Have, I'm telling you, you have literally no patience for something that you've never done. I That to me is also a, a big problem because you ask anyone, any of them would have said, 
these people have never run a day in their life. If you've never had that accident exactly. jump, you've never ran it. You know what I'm saying? So it, this is not like them 10,000 meter runs where there's no way that anyone's going to yeah. start. A, a lady fell down on the 3,500 meter. By the way, I'm not taking it away from her because she fell down with only 350 left and fell down, got up and messed around and won the whole race. Baby, you better do your thing. Do uh, it. But that, that's <laughs> that's that's a small stance. But when it comes to 100 meters Mm-mm. and the hundredth of a second, thousands of a seconds matter, that and, matters. And, and here's yeah. another here's another thing to that. How can uh, one of your opponents maybe do something to make you think that the gun is gone? Just well, I don't think so. I don't Uh, think uh, so. uh, I think uh, that they are locked in. If they if you worried about somebody to the left and right of you, you worried about the wrong things. You already lost. I'm going to tell you that right now with track. But speaking of Cole, you brought up a good point. The Olympic Committee has been a wide topic throughout this whole thing because there's been a lot of different rules. I mean, Suni Lee, she talked about, I didn't even know this, that the gymnasts can't even warm up on the same equipment that they perform on. She said that that's very frustrating. It's very dumb. Allie Raisman talked a lot about when we're talking about Simone Bowles and we're talking about the twisties, Back on the record, Ali was saying that the hardest part for a gymnast, and I could relate to this because with any athlete, when you feel off or when something's not going right, all you want to do is get back into the gym. You want to get into the gym. You want to work out the kinks. If my shot is off, all I want to do is get into the gym and shoot a thousand shots and just repetition, just get it right, just feel it until it feels right. Well, she was saying when it comes to Simone Biles with the twisties, there's no timetable of when you can come back regardless. But it also makes it even more difficult because there's nowhere for Simone Biles to just go and practice. You know, she said there's no foam pit where you can just go work it out and figure out what you want to do or how you want to do it. Or there's nowhere for you to basically work through your problems physically. And so when we're thinking about the Olympics and the Olympic Committee, That's something food for thought. Look, I know they can't accommodate everyone and I know that they can't do certain things, but maybe having an open gym time, even if it's the after hours where everything's finished, that athletes can just come in there and work things out. Because again, if we're used to training a certain way every single day and then all of a sudden we get to the Olympics and they're like, nope, you only get to do X, Y, and Z at this time. I understand, especially in these COVID times that it's hard to accommodate. But the point that Ali was making is valid. There's nowhere for the athletes to really snap back. You know, if you're not doing well, there's no way for you to get yourself back under control. So kudos to all these athletes performing in the Olympics. Yes, you are a professional athlete. Yes, that requires the utmost discipline. Yes, we have the highest of standards. But yes, we should still commend them for what they're doing, how they're performing, how records are getting broken in this 2020 Tokyo Olympics. It's even wild that we're calling it the 2020 Tokyo Olympics and it's 2021. So that just tells you that (laughs) things are just different. And so I want to give a huge shout out and congratulations to all the Olympians that made it there. All the ones that's already received a medal to this point and even the ones that didn't receive a medal. I just think that at this point, and I'm definitely not that everybody gets a trophy type. So don't misconstrue that for what I'm trying to say here. But I just think that these past couple of years have been hard on everyone and they've definitely been hard on athletes as well. So to perform the way they're performing at the utmost 
highest level. Shouts to swimming. Shouts to the women's 3x3 for getting the first gold ever in the 3x3 competition. Oh my goodness. I'm sorry to see the women's soccer team didn't make it into the gold and silver game, but they're playing for bronze. Shouts to all the athletes out there that are performing despite. I'm just going to say performing despite and you fill in the blank because every athlete could fill in the blank. So I feel like basically the Olympic committee, someone must have complained the way we complain about our Senate and Congress about people getting paid and not doing any work, because I think this is the most I've ever seen or heard from the Olympic Committee since I've ever watched the Olympics. And I I mean, that's just real. I've never heard how many appeals we had, how many rules they put out, how many rules they enforced, you know, so I basically feel like someone probably said we pay in the Olympic Committee every four years. And, and that's and that's another question. How much are we paying them? You know, now how that's much a are, good question. I like numbers. Y'all know I like some numbers. Oh, how much now? are they getting paid? I feel like people have been like, y'all been getting paid for years. We haven't heard a word, you and, know, and, so and to add to that. Just another big, big gripe of mine. And I've said it, I think, on some of the things I've said in Roots is that what are the background of these people? Because some of the things that they're doing does not go along with normal society's way of dealing with mental health. You know, how in the world, like, for instance, uh, one of my big pet peeves with the Paralympians is that the deaf and blind girl did not have a personal assistant. I mean, if you're deaf and you're blind, yeah, you're in no, a foreign that's country and, you know, to get up and go to the bathroom at night, you would need someone to be there, you know. And they had 37 uh, Paralympians who needed accommodations. They had 11 assistants. So that's like a three to one, three to one. How, how can that be? Yeah. Unacceptable. Unacceptable. I think I think that from now on and let's just put it out there, be transparent. You want all these athletes to be transparent with what's in their system, with what they're taking, with who they're taking, with where they're staying, what are they doing? So why don't they be transparent? This is so and so. I'm, you know, I'm a psychologist. I'm on staff. This is so like, let's get some background of these people, make them accountable because it's easy to be anonymously making decisions. It's a lot harder and you are more accountable if people know who you are because the Olympic Committee can walk past me or any of us. We wouldn't have a, a clue who they are. It's like they're oh, almost yeah. like so that means that they they have no accountability, too, because it's like not that we want to attack them. No, no. But be accountable. Like you can't sit behind the wall like Charlie. We see the silhouette. We know there's people back there making a decision, but you can just say anything you want. That's crazy. And then going about your business like, oh, yeah, I said it. And then going about your business, everybody can be strong in that moment. But if, exactly. if I'm accountable and I say, oh, you, you have to back up your back answers up with- and mm-hmm. back up why you want yes. X, Y and Z. Yes. And to Snook's point, she was talking about when she said the deaf and blind lady, she was talking about three time gold medalist Becca Myers and that three to one ratio. Look, we know like anybody that knows anything about people that need care. A three to one ratio ain't going to cut it. So I don't know what that situation has been like. But that goes to say, again, exactly why we want to commend all of the athletes, the Paralympic athletes, the the athletes that we know, the athletes that we don't know who their names are. We need I want to just commend everyone for figuring it out. I mean, this has been a figure it out type of year. 2020 was a figured out type of year. This is looking like the same. And mm-hmm. athletes have had to figure it out. I mean, I was even watching workouts where one of the vo- beach volleyball 
players and she had built herself a contraption that she was hitting it off of her tree to where the ball would bounce back the volleyball she would hit the ball volleyball towards her tree and it would bounce back to her and then she would volley it up and then hit it again she I mean athletes were doing a lot of things that they normally wouldn't have to do just to be able to train during these COVID times so I mean I would say that we give the athletes an A plus for how they prepared and how plus, they came plus. ready for the, the <laughs> Tokyo Olympics. But the <laughs> Olympic Committee, we need some more answers from y'all. Okay, y'all got to figure right. it out. I might give y'all a C minus. Just you got some room for improvement. Okay, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, so long story short, we've been loving the Olympics. We've been binge watching the Olympics and we just wanted to commend the athletes on everything. We're proud of what USA has done to represent our country and shed a spotlight on what the Olympic athletes have been overcoming despite everything that's going on. But we need to let you guys know that we're joining the Levitar and Friends Network, Meadowlark Media. I know everyone's heard that name, but we will be joining Levitar and Friends. We're moving people. We're leveling up. We're upgrading. So we're going to see you guys next season when we come out with that. But also, if you want to just catch in the meantime, I'll be on the Dan Levitar show with Stu Gods, and it's going to be every Thursday. We talk. We have a good time. I played a little Pictionary, yes, on a podcast. Yes, I know it doesn't make a lot of sense, but we did it. We're probably not going to do it again but it was entertaining but catch me every thursday on the dan levitar show with Stu gods and we'll see y'all next season Hello, it is your partner, Big Boy, interested in giving back to your community while making new connections in your neighborhood. Introducing Neighbor to Neighbor, a California volunteers network that empowers you to take action, contribute to local needs, and be a part of something bigger than yourself. Visit caneighbors.com to learn more about how you can get to know your neighbor and strengthen your community. Neighbor to Neighbor, it takes a neighborhood. Hello. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, the trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. 
Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.